feet. Knocks off number one, Indiana. Brent Spillane continues to be the hottest thing in college baseball. The Illini win it over Ohio State, 28 to 21 at the Horseshoe in Columbus. Darren for the tie. He got it. Oh, he got it. 80-80. Welcome to Season 2 of Oski Talk with your brand new hosts, Patrick Hadazone and Anthony Pasquale. Welcome to Season 2, Anthony. How excited are you for uh, uh, this Illini uh, season coming up? Well, I'm super pumped. I'm hoping this year there's going to be more excitement and disappointment than we've had in years past, but definitely looking forward to filling Steven and Ori's shoes and kind of taking Oski Talk to the next level. Yeah, big shoes to fill, but uh, we're going to try our best. And uh, I guess let's get right into uh, what's going on with uh, the QB battle. It's Brandon Peters versus Isaiah Williams versus Matt Robinson versus Karan Taylor. Uh, and right now it seems like Brandon Peters is going to be the obvious winner. But that being said, Isaiah Williams has had a couple nice practices in a row. He might be uh, sneaking up on Peters a little bit. Yeah, I think um, I think it's definitely a two-headed race right now between Brandon Peters and Isaiah Williams. Um, a good buddy of mine is a manager on the football team, so he's around he's around the guys for every practice. And he said it, it really seems like Peters is the clear-cut favorite to get the starting job. He was in a a system with Michigan that that threw the ball a lot, so he's definitely looking like the the best option for the Illini right now. And Isaiah Williams is just too good of an athlete to keep to keep off the field. So I think um, I don't know how many of you listening are familiar with the way the New Orleans Saints handle their quarterback situation, but obviously Drew Brees is their quarterback, but they have an extremely good athlete in Taysom Hill who plays some quarterback, some wide receiver, does some kick returning. So I wouldn't be surprised if Isaiah Williams kind of serves that Swiss Army knife-type role for Rod Smith this season. Yeah, I totally agree. The thing I think a lot of people aren't really considering as well when it comes to Brandon Peters is that he definitely has legs. He can move around the pocket well and escape the pocket. So um, maybe not necessarily the designed uh, options like the speed options that you'll have, but you might see him pull and do do like a read option idea where you know he has the choice to give it to Corbin or tuck and run and, and slide for six yards if he can read the linebackers well. But you know I think uh, Peters' legs are a little bit underrated. But just like you said, you know you look at some of the videos from practice. Isaiah Williams is is too good of a player to not have him on the field. He's fast. He's quick. He could get it around. Um, uh, defenders. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video of him absolutely juking the heck out of uh, Wole on the uh, defensive line. He just great run. It should have been negative yards and one juke and he gained like five. So, I mean, it's going to be tough. And on top of it, too, I feel like you can't be afraid if you're Rod Smith to uh, go to the freshman because the season is so up in air of what it's going to be. The early signs I feel like from practice were that the defense was doing well and that the defense continued their improvement that we saw in the spring game. But also, on top of it, how much of a decline the offense might have this year. So, you know, it's like, how good is the defense if the offense isn't what it was last year, right? That's like the huge question of, of this training camp. And, and you got to look at it too and think that if you put the same offense against the same defense, 
uh, again and again and again. The offense is eventually going to figure something out, right? Right. That has to be what you think is going to happen. And it's definitely different for an offense. They went from having A.J. Bush and M.J. Rivers as their two quarterbacks, more mobile guys, to now Brandon Peters and Isaiah Williams and those other two quarterbacks fighting for the job as well. A complete shift in quarterbacks from two to four completely different faces is different for an offense. And with a bunch of new weapons and receivers, it's going to have a little period of adjustment. So that's why I think the defense looked as good as it did in the beginning. And now with more reps for Peters and Williams coming, the offense is going to kind of settle into their uh, settle into their own a little bit here coming up. Yeah, and, and on top of it too, that brings up another point is uh, we kind of talk about uh, just some general practice notes here. Uh, the the difference between the first team dif- uh, first team defense and the second team defense is apparently uh, quite a gap, which gives gets me a little scared, I guess, for the future because. You think of who's on, at least from that, that defensive standpoint, who's on that second team, and specifically at the linebackers, if Shimon Cooper and uh, Callan Tolson aren't doing well in camp right now, and that second team is like, isn't doing well, that gives me, that makes me a little bit afraid for the uh, future, if, if it's that much of a difference. But that being said, too, I mean, uh, this defense might have some real stars on it. Nate Hobbs is getting, you know, uh, draft notice right now from the NFL, so he he might be gone next this this year. He very well could be drafted, and um, I don't know. So hopefully that means a lot of good good stuff for the def- defense. Yeah, you got to look at it in two different ways. Um, when you look at the big gap between Team One and Team Two, you could either think um, Team Two isn't that great, we're not going to have the future that we might want, or you can look at it and think right now our team one is fantastic, and this could be one of the best defenses that Lovey has ever had with the Illini. Yeah, I feel like the, on top of it too, and, and some guys have reported on this before, like the the similarities between this team and the 2014 team, where that the defense was like, yeah, this defense can be really really good, but can the offense like do enough to win games, and and can we get to that six win mark and. You know that was an interesting year where <laughs> Riley O'Toole comes in and uh, basically wins the Illini into a bowl game. But uh, you know the similarities between having the the transfer uh, quarterback come in in West Lunt in 2014 to Brandon Peters now in in 2019 is similar, and and uh, some of the wide Geronimo Allison, some of the wide receivers coming in, uh, similar to Trayvon Cindy, who I will talk about next. But uh, those similarities that 2014 team is certainly there. Yeah, and I mean, you got to hope that those similarities will correlate to a, a bowl appearance, which is the ultimate goal here. I don't know if you can quite say that if it's bowl or bust for Lovey Smith and, and Rod Smith and, and that coaching staff, but there's definitely some decisions to be made. I know they just extended Lovey, but if he continues to not win, how long can you keep him as the head coach? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, and and it it becomes the option like, hey, who do you have otherwise? Like, I mean, what Rod Smith has done in this offense is is amazing, really. Um, he's brought a spread offense to Illinois that that is gonna eat up yards and and score. You know, I don't even remember what it was it sixty. It was it was sixty points right against Minnesota last year, and I'm, I was at the I think game. Sixty two, yeah. Yeah, which is ridiculous. I, I mean, against a decent defense, uh, a Big Ten defense to score that much, and I know you know sixty three was scored against us in the Iowa <laughs> game, so we can't really talk too much about that. But 
you know, this offense is really good. And, and whether or not you look to the future and you say, hey, some of the pieces of this team really worked well in the past, you know, who's worth keeping on, who's not. So we'll see. We'll see what uh, Josh Women thinks by the end of the season. But um, uh, before we talk anymore, I just want to mention Trayvon Sidney because he is a monster. I don't know if you saw the video uh, that was released of him doing the one-handed catches, but he honestly seems like he will be a legit, legit wide receiver at the slot position this year. And I hope he could put up those Mikey Dudek freshman year numbers uh, for the Illini this year. Yeah, and I think there's a few other wide receivers worth talking about, too. They just have an exciting young core of wide receivers this year. Casey Washington is really yes. turning heads. So he's going to he's gonna look to get some targets and some catches. And I'm personally excited to see Edwin Carter come back. He had that nasty injury last season. But having him back, those are three options that essentially you didn't have down the stretch last year, which should really kind of open up this spread offense to go a ton of different ways for Brandon Peters or whoever's under center. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, Casey Washington is, is going to be really fun to watch just because he's one of those guys I think is uh, is a little cocky. You, you, like He definitely talks his talk on Twitter. But, man, if he could walk the walk for the Illini and really show up this year, that'd be great. But he, he certainly has been the talk of uh, practice this year. There's no question. And – I know a lot of it is surrounding some of, like you said, the trash talking and stuff like that, but just natural ability and talent is, is turning heads from from people watching training camp, the coaching staff. So keep an eye on Casey Washington this year. This could be a, a pretty big breakout candidate for the Illini. Yeah, absolutely. I think if there's another freshman that isn't named Isaiah Williams who might make the biggest difference, or even Marquez Beeson, we'll see how uh, good he does this year. Uh, it's definitely going to be Casey Washington. Um, let's move on from uh, football training camp into some basketball talk briefly before we get into some baseball talk. Kofi Cockburn and Andres Felice both got stopped uh, at Border Patrol. It originally uh, came out as a meme. I don't know if you saw the, the fake news that was reported that they it was, it was something dumb like Andres Felice was um, – Oh, what was his thing? Oh, he was in the in the United States illegally, which one would never happen. And the other one was that Kofi Cockburn is twenty eight years old and has been <laughs> been uh, been like. He looks like it. Yeah, I know, right? Like you would it. you would think he is. He's just he's huge and gonna be a great player. But they got stopped, and they're not gonna be in Italy with the uh, with the team, which is a bummer. But uh, um, I don't know. What are you gonna do about that? Yeah, I mean. You, you got to play with what you got in Italy. It's supposed to be a fun trip, you know. And through four games, they won three. Um, Alan Griffin was a monster in their second game against the uh, Gazada All-Stars. He dropped 31 points, so that's always encouraging. Desumu put up 26 in the, in the third game that they won. They lost today against the Netherlands B team, I believe. And, and like you said, they are without Cockburn and Feliz, but this, this Illini basketball team is very exciting. And, and just getting this ability to go across the seas and kind of put the Illini name out there, that's great for the university. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I know our, our boy Io Notified Dosomu uh, will uh, <laughs> really shine in Italy this year. Never forget those uh, first weeks of uh, school last year when Io 
always said notify for some reason. Yeah, you could ask him any question, and he would respond with notify. Notify. Hey, good luck this year, man. Notify. Cool. Um, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, anyways, notify. to yeah, um, a basketball lost today. Uh, we are recording this Saturday, so they lost uh, today their first time in Italy. Anything to worry about with that? No, I mean, it's a fun trip. You know, it's it's not really about winning or losing. And if it is, they won three games, arguably two of their best players as well. So I don't think you really need to look into it that much. Not playing for a while also. So um, I don't think you can look into it too much there. The Sumu put up points. Georgie put up points. It's it's nothing really to, to look too much into. Not a big uh, concern for me, in my opinion. Yeah, that's kind of what, a, you know, I was thinking the exact same thing is uh, these guys haven't really played in a while, although they have practiced at, uh, in, in Champaign quite a bit. But uh, you got to think, like, where does – I mean, even even Feliz is, could potentially be a starter this year if Nye's the sixth man. Um, Kofi might as well start too. I mean, he's going to be a monster this year and certainly an impact player. Uh, even without those two guys, the fact that they won those three games and that we saw – you know, are, are definitely good signs for the Illini in Italy. Yeah, and, and Io too, has put Livorno All-Stars. He scored 26. Then in the game when uh, Dean, and I think he was in the 20s for the first game as well. So he he really... Now that uh, we've, we've kind of finished up our basketball talk, and no, uh, you and I were both the uh, beat reporters for the Champagne Room for baseball this year. Uh and we're 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 still reporting on them, of course. Yeah, and I think I think it's fun to watch some of these guys that you covered go on to have big league success. The Alana, I believe, drafted six or seven players to the MLB that signed contracts, and then somebody that we both thought would get drafted went undrafted, but then signed with the Reds, and that's Andy Fisher left-handed pitching ace for the Illini, and he has been lighting it up in the minor leagues for the Reds on the Dragons, actually. He was named the Reds' minor league pitcher of the month for July. And in six games, 25 innings pitched, he had a .36 ERA, only gave up one run, and had 27 strikeouts. So that's awesome to see from Andy Fisher. And a little uh, plug here, we should be having him on the podcast coming up soon, so that'll be fun to chat with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, Andy Fisher's your guy. Yeah, he is. I mean... He was always the guy I went to if I needed to talk about anything. Like, I, I could tell this story. Just this shows the character that he had. He gave up a no-hitter in the eighth inning of a game. Talked to me about it. Next, or a few starts later, he gave up a, a shutout in the ninth inning, took the loss in the game, and was right up there and talking about it. Um, that just shows the type of guy he is. He'll own up to anything. And he, he gave some great quotes as well. Yeah, we, I think you and I both knew when we, we first uh, uh, met him at, at baseball training camp. It was uh, spring training. was He, he was going to be a guy who you could easily get a good quote out of. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get on the podcast soon. And obviously his success is fun to watch. So, uh, yeah, keep on watching out for those Illini in, in the major leagues. I've got a, a few more updates to give. Uh, Michael Massey was the first Illini taken off the board in the draft. I believe he went in the fourth round to the Kansas City Royals, and he's been heating up as of late. He's got an eight-game hit streak in the minor leagues. And then here's the cool little nugget I wanted to share. 
Zach Taylor, the Illini center fielder this year, graduated, got drafted by the Cubs, actually, and was recently promoted to South Bend to play, I believe that's high single A. And he actually played this past weekend with Ben Zobrist on his rehab tour on his on his way back to the MLB. So thinking about a guy who just graduated Illinois, a guy that we talked to not too long ago, playing baseball with Ben Zobrist, the World Series MVP, it's cool, cool to think about. Absolutely, absolutely. And hopefully we'll try to get him back on the podcast sometime soon. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Maybe we can uh, get Zobra stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to wrap it up for our news portion of the show. Up next, we got an interview with the Champagne Room editor, Tristan Kissick. Up next. On this week of Oski Talk, our special guest is Tristan Kissick, editor in chief of the Champagne Room. Uh, welcome on to the first episode of uh, season two of Oski Talk. Thanks, thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to the 2019 season. How are you, Patrick? I'm pretty good. I'm excited for season two. I feel like uh, uh, me and Anthony before I'm we already recorded our episode before this interview, but uh, I think we're off to a good start, and uh, it'll only get better from here. So uh, from there, let's uh, get into training camp first. Uh, talk about what needs to happen this training camp for Lovey Smith and, and his crew. Yeah, no. So I think the biggest thing that needs to come from training camp, obviously, number one key is everyone stays healthy. Um, preseason injuries are a killer, and we've seen that happen numerous times in the past few years. So getting through training camp healthy is obviously the most important thing. Um, but then outside of that, it's working with that defense, getting as much time in with them as possible because um, they were really bad at times last year and couldn't have got much worse. Um, and then on the offensive side of things, um, getting those transfers involved, Trayvon Sidney, um, Josh Imater, baby. I'm going to take a stab at that last name. I don't think that's quite right. Um, but just getting uh, – and Brandon Peters too, just getting all those guys acclimated to Rod Smith's offense – and uh, just kind of getting reps in um, with all the new faces on that side of the ball. So staying healthy, and then really it's just reps for the defense and for the offense, yeah, just getting adjusted to the new system. Yeah, obviously I feel like training camp uh, really signals to you know fans that the season's almost here. So uh, from there I just want to talk about a, a watch list, guys you think that uh, really might make a, make a difference this year. And we'll start off with the freshmen that you think will make the biggest difference. Freshman, it's it's for me. It's Marquez Beeson. Um, Isaiah Williams is in that quarterback battle right now with Brandon Peters. Um, so we don't know if he's going to be the guy to start Week One. Um, so the safe bet, I'd say, is Beeson. Um, he might not start either, but he's a guy who's going to get a lot of reps um, in with the defense when they throw different formats. Um, and I think he's an immediate impact player. Um, It'll be hard for Williams to come in at 5'10", 170 pounds and take licks from a Big Ten defense, but I think it'll be easier for Marquez Beeson to to jam some, some guys out on the corner and really kind of make a name for himself as a freshman. So, yeah, for me, I'm going Marquez Beeson. Yeah, and the guy who I feel like in, in training camp has made a lot of noise is, is Casey Washington. Do you think that he could really – uh, make a difference playing slot wide receiver or maybe playing outside because it seems like Trayvon Sidney might take that slot spot. Yeah, right now um, I'd have to say Trayvon Sidney. Um, I've heard some good things about Washington, though, as well. Um, 
but I've heard a lot more about Sydney. Um, he he's comes from a big program, obviously. So USC saw something in him, um, and I think he's got a chance to be a star with with a guy like Brendan Peters throwing him the ball, or a guy like Isaiah Williams throwing him the ball. Um, so I I'd say Sydney right now, um, but wide receiver is is much improved from last season. Um, with the addition of Washington, with the addition of Josh, um, Ricky Smalling back for another year, Edwin Carter's healthy this season. If we could just get Luke Ford cleared by the NCAA, yeah. then, then we'd really have something going. But, no, I think Sydney probably probably takes that starting spot for now. Yeah, and let's talk about the, the most important player for – let's start on defense, I guess. Who do you think this year will be the most important player uh, on this defense? Uh, it's it's got to be Nate Hobbs. Um I, I wish I wish it would have been Bobby Roundtree. Obviously, um, that's a really unfortunate situation, and we just wish Bobby the best in his recovery. Um, so I, I would have gone Bobby, um, a guy with NFL potential. Um, but it, it's it's got to be Nate Hobbs. Um, he's, he's one of the returning starters on the defense. Um, really, he's kind of made a name for himself the past few years, and I think he's only gonna improve. Um, yeah, so for me, it, it all starts with Hobbs on defense. On the other side of the ball, offense, who do you think it is? It's got to be Reggie Corbin, right? Like right. 1,000-plus yards rushing already on a couple preseason watch lists. Um, he, he's one of the best backs in the Big Ten, and the, the running back position is as deep as, as any on the roster. Um, but I'm really excited to see Reggie Corbin. Um, had a pretty good year as a freshman, and then didn't really – get utilized a whole lot as a sophomore and then breaks out again as, as a junior last season. So I'm excited to see what he'll do. And I, I think, man, if, if we can get him and Isaiah Williams on the field at the same time, I, I think those two could be pretty dangerous. Yeah, and then finally, let's uh, kind of round it out with the guy you think will make the biggest uh, leap this year from – uh, whether that's sophomore leap, freshman leap, the guy that might make uh, the biggest impact uh, from last year to this year. I'm going to go with the biggest guy on the field in Calvin Avery. Um, we, he had some weight issues last year. Um, we, we heard all about that, just kind of adjusting to the, the college atmosphere. But uh, I, I think this is the year we see him, uh, we, we see him kind of break out of that shell and, and anchor that defensive line. Um, somebody's got to do it, whether it be him or Woods or whoever else. Um, but he w- he was one of the four stars in one of the first classes Lovey brought in. Um, so he had some high expectations and didn't really live up to that last season. Um, but I expect him to make a difference on, on the defense this, side, this year. Yeah, absolutely. And now let's, let's kind of get into that. I feel like the most important part of, of training camp this year has been the, the quarterback battle. Uh, who do you think might be the clear winner as of right now? Because obviously that could change. Oh, um, I wouldn't say he's a clear winner, um, but I think you got to go with Brandon Peters just to start the season. He's the guy with experience. Um, he, he's already he's, he's been in college for a few years. His build's ready to go. You don't have to worry about him adjusting. Um, I, I, I'd, I'd go with Peters just to start the year. I'd say we see him in the non-conference games at least. Um, then maybe uh, if Illinois drops one week three against Eastern Michigan, 
or he struggles to start Big Ten play, I think you see Isaiah Williams get that chance. Um, but I think to start the year is probably Brandon Peters, and we see Isaiah Williams in maybe a few quarters or in a few series. Um, but I'd like to see him, if he's not, if Isaiah Williams isn't the starter week one, then I'd like to see him in at least touching the ball in some way, whether that be a slot wide receiver or uh, um, even out of the backfield of some kind of crazy wildcat or whatever Rod can conjure up in that magnificent brain of his. Um, I'd like to see Williams on the, on the field just in some shape. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you can't really leave uh, him out on the bench when he is such a talent and such an athlete. Um, let's talk about Levy real quick. What does it mean? What, what kind of season do the Alana have where Lovey ends up getting fired? He's, he's got to win less than five games. I, I think anything less than that, um, you, if you can't really sell, sell anything, you, you've had four years now, um, haven't really done much. You've had a couple okay recruiting classes. You've had some transfers come in this season. Um, now it's time to start seeing that product reflect in the win in the win column. Um, I think if Illinois struggles, loses, drops even one of those non-conference games or or two, and can only take down Rutgers in the Big Ten, then I, I think Lovey's in danger of losing his job. But on the other side of things, if Lovey comes out, sweeps the non-conference. Beats Rutgers, there's four wins there, and somehow manages to pull off a win against Purdue or Minnesota or Northwestern, combination of three, and becomes bowl eligible, then that extension paid off. So I, it's it's almost bowl game or bust for Levy at this point. Yeah, and, and do you think, too, like uh, he gets fired or he sees the, sees the writing on the wall and retires? Because obviously I feel like if you're Levy and, and you get – fired from the Buccaneers, Bears, and then the Illini. That just doesn't look good, even though you know he was a Super Bowl head coach. I, I don't really see him retiring. Um, I, I think if that was in his mind, uh, he wouldn't have signed that extension. Um, that being said, if he comes out and goes 0-5 or 0-4 to start the year, then they'll, they'll probably can't him midseason and we see a guy like Rod Smith promoted to, to interim, and, and then the search starts. But I, I, I don't see that happening. Uh, the non-conference is just too easy, um, which is saying something for the level of play Illinois has been at the past few years. Um, there's just no way they lose more than one game in the non-conference. So he probably sticks it out through the year, but if, if he only picks up that win against Rutgers in the Big Ten, then it'd be hard to sell keeping him around much longer than that. All right, and let's, I feel, move on from football. You talked enough about it, and we'll see how well the Atlanta do this year. Let's talk about a team that's got a lot of excitement around them. Uh, the basketball team just finished off Italy, and I know they, they lost that last game, but overall, pretty successful trip to Italy, don't, don't you think? Yeah. Um, again, the biggest thing with this preseason stuff is making sure everyone stays healthy. Um, that happened. Um, Obviously, the, the Belgian boss, uh, Benjamin Bossman's Vertong, wasn't available. Um, he's got that stress fracture in his foot. Um, and then there was the visa issues with, with Kofi and Andres and 
I know that there was some talk on Twitter about it, but that wasn't just an Illinois thing. Um, other schools had had the same type of type of run-ins, so um, that was just unfortunate. And it sucks that we can't get those guys in there. Um, just really getting reps and against other teams and that those live game situations, those are important for teams. So it sucks in that aspect, but overall, I think it was a pretty successful trip. Um, we saw what just what Io can do. Um, he's legit. Uh, I think he's a he's a he's a top twelve pick in next year's draft, um, and I, I really do think that. So if if I was playing up to his expectations and, and Trent is just doing what he did last year, and we can find some kind of productive minutes from whoever it be at the wing, then this could be a really successful year for the basketball team. Um, I'm excited to see it. Um, there's been some preseason hype. Uh, I know Andy Katz has had them, has had Illinois in a couple of his preseason NCAA tournaments, which obviously we haven't been back since 2013, 2014. So the fan base is itching for, for that kind of hype. Um, and I think it's warranted. Uh, I, I think we got a, a potential top 30 team on our hands this year. All right. Well, thanks Tristan for coming on to the uh, podcast and, uh, can't wait to see where the Illini end up this year. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Tristan for joining us there. And that's about all the time we have here today on the first episode of Season 2 on Oski Talk. My name's Anthony Pasquale. And for Patrick Catazone, we thank you for listening. Check out the Champagne Room. And we'll be back August 15th for the next episode. We'll see you guys then.